man, what an awesome opportunity it is to listen to our guest today. You know, you always see, you know, football players who maybe they get a sack or an interception or they get a touchdown and they do a celebration dance. Well, there's a dance that's out there. It's a celebration dance called the squabble. And today we're going to actually be talking to the guy who created the dance, who created it. And he's going to talk to us about the origins of this celebration and, you know, how it started going viral, when it started going viral, where it's at now. There's some things about video games, um, different places, like different seminars and all sorts of things, man. I mean, I'm really excited about it. But outside of that, too, we're going to learn about the squabble, but we're also going to learn about this individual as an athlete and where he played football growing up. We're going to learn about Snoop Dogg, not only as a rapper, but as a coach where he played for Snoop Dogg when he was in the Pop Warner Leagues uh, when he was younger. And we're also going to be learning about his career as a as a, as a a business owner. He's a rapper, a producer, a director, and uh, we get to talk to him all about that. It's not just the, the creative side of like the dance creation of the squabble. It's everything else that goes along with it. And uh, you're going to really, really like this. And I want to remind everybody that this episode is being brought to you by Nation's Best Football. If you guys haven't checked out Nation's Best Football, I'd encourage you to do so. I've been collabing with them for the last uh, four years now, four and a half years. And they've been an amazing partner. Uh, just working with them and connecting with other individuals, such as our guest today. It was an amazing connection from Nation's Best Football. But go check out Nation's Best Football as they continue to highlight young football players across the entire country and they, they show and highlight them and, and give them the exposure that they deserve. So go check out Nation's Best Football. I'll link them here in the description. I want to shout them out for being a sponsor of today's episode. This is going to be a fun one, very unique, as we deliver a panoramic view on sports, because this is the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Boost! This is the Game Time Guru podcast, where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. What's up, everybody? Welcome out to the Game Time Guru Podcast. My name is Shane Larson, host of the show. Uh, super excited. As you guys heard in the introduction, we've got a really interesting one. This is the first time I've ever actually had a guest talking about this particular topic. So I'm really excited to bring him on. In seven years of doing this show, we're going to kind of get into a, a different world uh, inside of the sports world, a different sphere inside of the sports world. And that's what the whole point of my show is, my whole mantra. If this is your first time listening to the show, one of my biggest catchphrases since 2017 was delivering a panoramic view on sports. And the reason I said panoramic is because I wanted to see sports from all different angles. And this is actually like hitting a different angle in sports. I'm really excited about it. I want to say thank you to all those who have tuned into the show over the last seven years. Uh, thank you so much. We are in 182 countries, all 50 states. The show has continued to grow across the entire globe. And that's always, you know, thanks to everybody. It takes a village. So thank you guys for your support. Like I said in the intro, we're welcoming onto the show the man behind the squabble and if you don't know what that means yet well we're going to figure it out here in just a minute <laughs> his name's Daquan. Daquan brown he goes by cheetah so uh Daquan, thanks so much for joining the show brother yes sir man i couldn't be happier to be here man i appreciate you too absolutely man absolutely so so for the rest of the the audience just to know his nickname is cheetah and you'll you'll see that on social media we're going to put these uh links here so you can follow him on social media so cheetah when you before we even get into the the squabble, right? Like before we get into the origins of the squabble, I kind of want to get to know you as an athlete because, you know, if someone's just coming into your life right now because of the celebration dance, the squabble, maybe that's the chapter they figured out like who you were. You know, they're like, oh yeah, cool. They might not know that you have a, a history of playing football at a very high level. So I want to like get to know yeah. you as an athlete as well. So Talk to us about your, you know, your football career and like where you, you know, when did you first pick up a football and actually decided that was a sport that you were going to fall in love with? Um, like I started playing football at the age of five for um, a local Pop Warner team called the L.A. Demos at the Los Angeles Eastside Demos. Um, I started at five. It was pretty much like a, a easy thing for me. I, don't, I, don't, <clears throat> I didn't really you know what I'm saying? I was with the right team, the right guys, the right time in my life. Like, I feel like that's when I picked up a football and it, it took off from there. It was like, you know, self-explanatory. I didn't really do too much talking. I didn't really do too much even celebrating and doing stuff I do now. And you know what I'm saying? I was just, you know, just 
trying to learn the ins and outs of the game, and it came kind of easy to me. So I went from there, and I played 23 consecutive years straight after that. So like you said, playing at a high level is what I'm used to and played against players that's in the NFL and had NFL dreams and stuff like that. But it's just like now God is showing me a whole different chapter that I can make money at now. And, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty fun. That's how we hear right now. That's, that's super cool. See, I, like, as I was, you know, prepping for the interview, um, I was thinking of just like how sports kind of bring you into like different worlds. Like you learn a lot of different things through sports and this, the whole like celebration dance and stuff. That's like part of who it, it becomes like part of the sport itself. and just kind of part of who you are as a human too. kind. And, and I was listening to an interview with Stan Verrett and I was like, yeah, man, it's like, we'll get to that in a second, but it just, it's funny how like you can like sports was a vehicle for you to kind of have this opportunity. And then later on in life, now you're like starting to see the fruits of, of what can happen. But, um, when you played 23 straight years after though, so, so Cheetah, what, what people might not know is like you played, you know, first off division one football up in Pullman. So I'm in Boise, Idaho. We're very familiar with how like, you know, the up North is just about like seven, eight hours away. miles away, six miles away right there. It ain't too far away over here. My you know what I mean? So, um, talk to us about your experience playing Division One football. I want to see if the young athletes that are listening to this podcast right now can get a little bit of a, a glimpse of what it was like going to Division One football. Coming from California up to you know Northern Washington, what was it like uh, going to Division One football? I mean, it it was it was a different experience. It was something new compared to like all the other schools I thought I was interested in or thought I was going to go to. It was definitely a different experience in Washington State, at least. And, you know, it was just something I had to adapt to and, and get used to. It, it didn't take, like, again, I'm always adapting where I'm going. very good at that. So it didn't take long for me to get my feet wet. It didn't take long for me to hit the field. It didn't take long for the coaches to know, like, he's different. He's not red shirting. He's gonna play. We need this, and I don't know. I just I'm just more like a prove it guy. Like I do do a lot of talking. If you know me on the field, like I'm competitive as hell. But I I like I like to see the results more than talking too. So it, totally, man. You know, it, it kind of it, it was new and it was going against every week. It's like damn near being in the NFL. It's like you going against Oregon. Then you got. You got to erase that out your mind, win or loss, USC next week, um, Oregon State, um, Washington. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's consecutive weeks, Utah, road games, bad weather, good weather. You just, like, you just got to stay ready. You got to be prepared for everything that's going to happen for sure. And I don't know. I have a good um, quality in that, I would say. Yeah, for sure, man. Being able to adapt. I guess that's like it's a skill set that's really applicable even after football, right? Like you have to learn how to adapt. Yeah. But playing at that level is really, really wild. And you were just mentioning off some of those teams. And like that was during the, the era of like <clears throat> some like Oregon, for example. I mean, in 2014, Oregon made the national championship. Like it, it was like um, I mean, that's man. like the Ohio State Oregon game. I'm a buckeye, but like I mean that's during that era where like the Pac 12 was starting to take off a little bit and so you had some good competition yeah. day in and day out man every time we watching film we in the film room i'm like this is damn near a highlight tape but we watching could we turn this off y'all trying to scare us or something y'all trying to scare me like y'all want me? <laughs> like they you got d'anthony thomas you have mariota like this is every at royce freeman everybody's running fast hurry up offense it's like it's it's there's no reason for me to, to really watch this and be scared about it. It's going to be there. The Marquise Lees and Juju Smiths and Nelson Aguilar, like, I'm going to have to see one of them every play. So you might as well just, you know, tighten your boots up and get ready to go to war. There's, there's no reason to be scared. Oh, I love it, man. That's, that's, that's yeah. actually really cool, though, that you had the opportunity to face some amazing athletes. You know, uh, during your college tenure, was there a coach or a player that stood out to you that taught you something? Cheetah that you can like take with you for the rest of your life, anything like that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just one one of my teammates, his name, Demonte Horton. You know, Tay, um, we used to call him Pick Six. Just really was like, since I got on campus, even since my visit, like he took me under his wing and seen like 
know what I'm saying? He seen the talent was there. He was just more trying to keep me focused, keeping, you know what I'm saying, keeping my head off what every other true freshman would be thinking is going out and girls and partying and having fun and being late to stuff and missing class. And you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they, they really showed me how to be professional as soon as I got on campus. But they let me have my fun, but I never got to really being around Monte and people like T West, people like that that was on my team. Like they allowed me to like be myself, but feel like I'm one of them. And they were older, they were seniors. So I think they really just showed me really the professional side of all of this and what's to come after this and not just live in the moment, live for you know, the legacy that you're building here and the name you want to create, the name you want to leave behind, stuff like that. Like DeMonte Horton and um, Theron West, for sure, they for sure installed that in me. You know what I'm saying? They, they have my back. Them two players, that's for sure that I learned a lot from. Oh, that's awesome to hear, man. That's super cool. I, yeah. I mean, I always – I love uh, hearing from athletes like yourself, just kind of like who – stood out to him who was a mentor or who did they learn something from just because you never know when you're going to make an impact on somebody so i want to encourage other athletes as well to like remember what daquanda said right here is like just remember you might you need to you're setting an example for other people too so maybe you can be that person that helps out the person that's coming in whether you're in high school or college or whatever like if you're at the professional level great but like maybe you can be that mentor and help them out and show them the way so it's you never know who who you're going to impact um so you know, uh, I just I wanted to ask this because you played during the Mike Leach era. Um, and yeah. so <laughs> RIP, Red I love Red. Mike Leach. It's he's dude, the guy is uh he is a legend, legend for a reason, right? Uh, but I wanted to know, like, from your perspective, I mean, I know you're on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know what the communication was like with head coaches at the time I like met Mike Leach, but I just want to know what if you had any, you know, anything to say as far as something about Mike Leach uh during the time that you were playing under him. Ah oh, man, Leachy, man. It's like shit. Like Leach, Leach is is major key, man. Everybody who know Mike Leach know he's he's a character. He's a he's a different. He's a, you know he's a different beast. He's he is him. He's himself. And like I don't know. For me coming in and him being the first one to ever give me a scholarship, that was my first offer. Was Mike Leach? He and, and he's offensive coach. So we was like, what the hell? Like, he, he won a defensive player. He's coming into Washington State. This is his first class. He get to actually recruit, and I'm the first defensive player he won. It was, it was, it was, it was, as you can imagine, much deeper than just that's my coach. He trusted me. He believed in me. Like, he, you know, he, he let me be myself. He, he, he was, he was, he was leech. Like, he, he was different. He had his ways that he, you know, you know, when he's serious, he has his ways of knowing when he, you know, he's playing, he's being a joker, he's being a pirate, like everybody know him to be. It's times where, you know what I'm saying? You don't know what he's thinking, <laughs> but it's, it's definitely love there for sure. He, he showed me love from day one, even when I went there and I ended up getting into some trouble and went to jail and stuff. As soon as I got out, went straight to him, he was just like, Oh, so you made it back, huh? Like he has a weird way of like touching touching your your heartstrings. Like I told you, I could get you out if you was a lawyer. And I told you I can get you out if you didn't do it right. And you you did everything you said, so I'm gonna do my part. So could we get some fucking wins this year? That's all I need. To worry about. <laughs> you know, he don't really talk to many offensive players, but he loved me so much because our personalities was like loving each other like we was we was yin and yang like people i used to get like you know little things i get in trouble for missing class or being late little things that i was learning and coaches would try to send me to him like you're in trouble you're in trouble um, and least like get in here like and then he'll slam the door and all that and make it look like a big scene and then soon as they walk off he like see the god damn it and winking at me like <laughs> like like dude, don't worry about that i understand you're gonna make mistakes man. it's okay he has a weird way of teaching you what he wants you to know and the things he teach you you're gonna remember forever because he's he's one-on-one he's one-on-one for, for sure 
Oh man, that's cool. I appreciate your insight on that. I think there's a lot of listeners here who will really take that to heart because that's yeah. uh we all kind of want to know. Like a lot of us just watched him as you know fans, but we yeah. didn't play for him like you did. So you had more of a personal, uh, personalized you know experience yeah. with him. So thank you for Leech, that. Uh, go ahead. Leech, go ahead. Came, Leech came in here in my house when I was fresh, like uh just come trying to come out of high school. He didn't. Flew down here. He heard I was getting Eli. Oh, you got all these offers, huh? So what you gonna do? You know, <laughs> sitting in the living room like it's his house. Legs crossed. Um, Copenhagen dipping the lip. <laughs> got his two in. He comfortable. Like we family for real. We had a real family type of um, relationship for yeah. sure. That's he, awesome. He, he care about the people he care about, and if you a not shit player, he'll let you know. Like you not shit. Like you, you don't deserve the type of relationship he can give you if you not shit. Not shit is just being everything other than football. Just that's the type of sleaze ball type guy you is. Like, and, and he, you know, he he. I always miss him and think about the things we talked about, and you know, you can't replace. A person like Mike Leach for sure. He gave me my first chance, and look, I'm here now. Heck yeah, that's awesome, man! Like shout out to him, RIP, uh, to the legend Mike Leach. Uh, Cheetah, as as you know, to kind of just get a little bit of a wrap up of your uh, football career as a player. Um, mm -hmm. you, did, you did spend some time in the IFL. You played some uh, arena football and and stuff at the professional level. Uh, mm -hmm. Is there any takeaways from that? Because I want to, I want to preface it with this. I actually follow. There's a team literally right down the street from us. It's the Idaho Horsemen, and they play in a different. There's a smaller division. Yeah, of, it's a different league. Yeah, um, and mm -hmm. so I love that though. I actually enjoy watching guys play, even if it's arena football, because I still love seeing guys play at a high level. Guys who want to play at the professional level, but just like keep playing. They have a passion for the game, and so I actually enjoy it mm -hmm. a ton. Uh, some teams are a little bit more competitive than others at that level. It just depends on who you're going to get. But I want to know from your side, because you're you're a defensive player, and the arena game is set up to like be an offensive game. It puts a defense at a disadvantage already. Sure. But like, what was your experience like? If you could just wrap it up, like saying, hey, like you know, what was some things that you learned from playing uh, professional football at the arena level? Um, some things I learned from that is I don't know, like it, it sped the pace in the way I play. It sped it up. It made it. Like it, I got to really showcase my skills more because everything is so everything turns in on defense wise, and I'm playing corner. I play nickel. I play linebacker. I play free safety. I play all the secondary positions other than everything other than lineman. So everything is sped up. They're running at you full speed before the play even starts. So. I mean, just how they running at you, your reactions have to be up when they snap that ball. Like, uh, like it helped my awareness. It it, it showed – it was good for me because it showed my skill set. It showed it, like, even more on the pedestal, more than, you know, playing 11 on. It's like, all right, the D-line caused that sack or, like, you know what I'm saying, the crowd noise or the weather, you know what I'm saying, affected that kick or, you know what I'm saying? It was like – more like it's really a skill skillful player game you know what i'm yeah. saying so um for me i end up um leading my team in tackles uh leading us in picks all the shit like pass breakups everything was just like i don't know once i got into it i locked in i focused and i was like it ain't about the money it's just because i love the game you know what i'm yeah. saying and you know i got enough of that I, you know, got my feet wet enough of that to get, you know, I'm satisfied with what I did for sure. I always put up numbers. I got a lot of wins. Can't no Kose. I, I missed the practice or I did anything. Like, I, it was just me continuing to love the game until I found something that I, which I'm doing now. And now I can make money without having to put my body on the line. So it, it was definitely something I was doing at the time. I, to you know, to um, you know, to stay out the streets, to um, keep my head on, to um, keep the confidence and faith that I have in myself up within them years. You know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying? I I, I did my thing. I enjoyed it. You know, win win lose or draw. Like I earned the respect of grown ass men again. 
know what I'm saying? As a as a young one out there starting, youngest on the team, but leading us in this, doing this, like just like when I got to Washington State, I had to adapt and I adapted in it. You know, it's it, it's it's cool. I met a lot of good relationships, a lot of good people that's really working hard that deserve chances, and I'm sure they'll get that too if they keep working towards it. But it, it, it was a cool experience for me. Got to travel the world some more, you know what I'm saying? See different things, meet new people, build relationships and connections that I can use now in life because I'm content with football. I don't need that no more. I use football to get where I'm at now. Yeah. Man. I was so caught up for a long time just thinking football, 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 football. And so I had to really have a real deep conversation with a female that I was dealing with. Like, what you going to do when that shit done? You know what I'm saying? And the my sounding ignorant, thinking, I'm not done till I'm done. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, prideful as hell. Like, I'm not done yet, though. Let's talk about it when I'm done. But God ended up showing me other ways now to where I could go if I want to. I could stay if I want to. But right now, I'm enjoying this. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm getting the recognition that I need with the helmet off now. People are seeing my face now. Like, oh, that's him. Oh, that's. I go places now. It's, I can't go nowhere without people like that's him. Like that's cheater. That's it's a squabble man. That's squabble man. Something like everywhere I go, it was already like that because of football. But now you adding this degree on there, like this extra. It's like, well, I just gotta thank God for where I'm at, man. Because yeah. it could it could be worse. Oh, absolutely, man. He's definitely guided you in the right place, and he's given you, you know, the leverage of of a sport that you were really good at, use it as a vehicle to get you kind of where you're at and allow you to meet new people and network. And now here you are. Like, it's all part of the game. It's all part of the plan. You know what I mean? I, uh, right. now, now it, it's time as we take this interview to the, the really good, like substance here, which is indeed. Now we've got to know you as a football player and as a human, we got to kind of see what your passion is, what your story was. But then, like we said in the introduction and then like here, you, you, you're the, the creator of the celebration dance, which is called the squabble. The squabble is what they call it. Yeah, boy, that's what we do. Like, I, it's funny because, you know, it's funny. Uh, Daquan, I was I was talking to Bob Smith from Nation's Best Football, and he goes, hey, I got somebody that would be a good interview for you. And he tells me who you are. And he's like, you know the celebration dance, the squabble? I didn't actually know it by the name, but then I'm like looking mm-hmm. at all the stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. And I mean, yeah, it's just I know what it is. I mean, I'm a football yeah. fan. I just didn't know it by the name. I'm like, holy crap. The dude created it. Like it, it started to hit me. I'm like, that's actually pretty freaking cool. I've like never actually talked to somebody who created a a a, a dance or a celebration, you know. So yeah. I want to hear about the origins of this. Okay, before it even got to the big leagues, like you know, you see the Trent Warners and some of the other dudes, they're they're doing it in the NFL. But when did it actually? When they say when someone says, "Hey, I created that," what does that mean? When did you create the celebration dance? I made that dance. That was I think I was. It was 2011, and I was <clears throat> 10th grade. I was 10th grade going to 11th grade, and <clears throat> I was playing NCAA, playing the football game. Me and one of my close friends, we was going back and forth. I think I had I had Florida State. He had Washington. We was playing, 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 playing. But we was listening to music. Like we we turned the volume we turned the volume down on the TV and turned up the speaker. Like when we played, like so we listening. We listened to some classics, some too short. We listened to, to some too short. We was just vibing up. I got the controller. He got the controller on. He scored on me. He, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like getting this little bounce on, getting this little two step on. So I'm like competitive as hell. I'm, I run back to kick next kick. Yeah, what you talking about? Like you know what I'm saying? We was like with just caught up in the game of football, just competing. And it was like we was celebrating on each other. Like, yeah, I told you. Yeah, look at the scoreboard now. Going back and forth. And then it was, I had the game winning touchdown or something like the next quarter later. And I was just like, fuck that. Like, instead of just doing it, like two stepping, I put the controller down and I was just like, pointed at him like, like, you trash. Like, no, like, get out of here. Like, get the fuck on. Like, it was just. This dude is going back and forth with the moves, and he put the controller down, like, like doing shit back. Like, like what's up? Like, hold on. But we was like fighting, but using our dance moves, and that's why it's called a squabble. 
you're supposed to come back with moves back. Not just, you know what I'm saying? Not just, it's not just always this. You got to see what the other person is doing and counter it. Like, what? Just like you were fighting somebody. If somebody was just swinging, you supposed to duck. Uh, uh, come on. You know what I'm saying? And it was, it was, it, uh, we went to practice and then I scored in, in the scrimmage game we had and I did it. And people was like, because at first it was just between me and my boy. And then I scored and did it. And it was like, that was hard. Like, that was, that's some shit. I, you always been a dancing type dude always, but I ain't seen you do that one. What's that? And I was like, that's me. That's my little shit. That's the, hit your squabble. Hit your shit. And then ever since then, it was, everybody embraced it. And then every time we win, we was throwing parties and we was winning a lot. So we taking it to the party. People making circles around me. I'm in the middle of the circle doing it. People learning the moves, copying the same moves I'm doing. Doing, you know what I'm saying? Like putting it into their own little vibe. And it was cool. It was a dance to make people feel cool. It ain't a dance you could really look dumb doing. It's for everybody to like, <laughs> you could do it. Anybody could do it. Like, well, I'm going to be, I, I got to tell you that. Though. I got I to gotta correct you on that because I was showing my wife before I started interviewing you today. And I was like, my wife was a competitive dancer. So like she's got flow, yeah. right? My wife's got some yeah. flow to her. A lot of females do. I, uh, yeah. I Dude, I was trying so hard. She's like, dude, you look like elbows out. You're too stiff. Like, you got to. And I was like, dude, I, gotta, I, I don't know. I'm like an idiot, though. Like, I was like, I can't do it like you guys. I don't have that flow, but I'm going to work on it. I'm going to send you a few videos. I'm going to send you a few videos. What was that? Sorry. After this, I'm going to send you a few videos. It's going to be easy after you see those. Like, okay. If you can, that would be great. Yeah. I, I, need to, I need to impress it's my wife. Be simple. Right? Step, step by step, simple. Just bounce, keep bouncing. Add your feet, add a little shoulders, little, just loosen up, smile a little bit. Dude, when you dance, think, think about something funny while you dance. It take your mind off of dancing. Like when dude, I be squabbling, when I squabble up, I look at the other person. I be like, if you do one bullshit move, you know I'm gonna win this whole squabble. Like it's gonna be over with. You can't play with me. I'm like, all right, one more move. Think you hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, I try to keep it as fun as possible. That's why I think I love it so much because I see when people do it, they're happy. They're celebrating. They, they, it's more than just a dance. Like, it's people tell me, like, when they see me squabbling up, like, uh, when I squabble, I'm squabbling. It's for a purpose. Like, I'm, I'm thinking about I'm beating anxiety. I'm beating depression. I'm was always counted out my whole life now we here like you know what i'm saying i'm fighting everything just in life battles like perseverance uh being you know what i'm saying down bad and have to stand up you know what i'm saying taking care of your family being a leader like stuff like that that i really stand for people see that when they squabble like or when i when i squabble they see that in their self so they be like i know all the shit he been through for real as a real person and he really still Keeping a smile on his face. That's crazy. Like he fighting a lot of shit. So dude. So what is that's so a whole nother reason? Well, to it, it's, this whole thing is it's like it's not just a dance, right? It's not just a little there's so much deeper. It's like how you you use you know, you had football and dancing mixed together to kind of like express yourself. You know what I'm saying? Not kind exactly. of it is to express yourself. Everything you just listed right there, that's so cool to me. Like people like yourself yeah. who have flow and a little bounce to him, you know, and you're athletic, but you still fight mm -hmm. with other things in your life, demons that happen, you know, everybody struggles with that. You still have those, but you're able to express yeah. yourself and combine the two. So I think that's so dope. Now I want to yeah. know, so you talk about parties, you know, and, and Daquan, you talked about like, okay, so parties, you're going to the parties, you're at the game, but when did this actually go like mainstream? Like you got NFL players doing it consistently now. When did this go mainstream? And when did you even know people were like starting to like higher level players were starting to use this stuff? I think like I think once I was like a sophomore in like college, I was like I think that's when I first busted out. You know what I'm saying? My first freshman year, I wasn't doing no dancing. I was <clears throat> I was focused as hell. Like I was nervous as fuck every game. Like what the fuck? I'm not it's not time to dance. But I got a little swag in me going into my sophomore year and my spring game, I busted out. I had two interceptions. I had Snoop Dogg come to the game. 
perform after the game. You know, that was my Pop Warner coach, uh, Coach Snoop, in the whole Snoop League. He, um, I don't know, just having that, my people around and stuff, I busted out. Like, but I'm squabbling up. After, you know, uh, two interceptions, I was player of the game, all that. And um, after that, I started seeing going into that season, every, like, it was every team was hitting it. Like, I didn't play against players that hit it. Like a person and caught a pass on me and squabbled up on me. I'm like, oh hell no! Nah. Like y'all feel like y'all feel like now you're going too far. Like you pushing buttons now. Like I'm on your ass now. But um, I think after like my sophomore year, it was a lot of people that I knew that was going to the NFL, going first round, first top ten picks. Or they was they was hitting it. They was hitting it. Like that was they celebration. That that's all they knew when they got to league when they scored. So probably, I say probably 2014. It been going viral. It just this year is going viral, viral for some reason. I mean, of course, I did a lot of groundwork since then. Since 2014, we're going on 2024 now. It's 10 years later. There's been a lot of people squabble up throughout them times, not just on the field, but in movies, in music videos, and. You know what I'm saying? More than just football that I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it on Wild and Out. I'm seeing everybody hit it like, God damn. Um, so I think that was like the first year for me I seen like, this shit is crazy. I just seen Devontae Adams just hit that shit like easily. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he hit it good too. So somebody is teaching him, like, the word is getting around. Some Somebody is. They're they're doing it in that locker room, or they're doing it over here, and it, it just kept leading this shit. Like when you, you know, water a plant, it just start growing everywhere. Like oh shit, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? And then Snoop Dogg called me about it. Like they doing your shit. Like I didn't see you do this shit. They're doing it. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing my Steelers hit your shit. Like I'm proud of you. I'm like damn, that's crazy, but. I have a weird, unique way about just staying humble. Like, that is be me. Like, it's nothing better than being me. Like, when people just be like, how does it feel? How you feel about this? Like, I just be like, it's cool, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, like be cool how you be cool. Like, just act like it is. I didn't even make it. Just, you know what I'm saying? Keep doing it. Fuck it. I have wow. a weird, weird way about making people feel cool about it. Like, it's, it's cool, bro. You can do it. Go ahead. I know you wouldn't. You keep talking about it, trying to talk about it with me, like, bro, I'm worried about something else. Do it if you're gonna do it. Like, it's cool. <laughs> it's whatever. Like, I go anywhere. Like, just last night I was in the studio. They want people want to talk about it. I'm trying to rap. Like, damn, shut up, real quick. They don't. You need to make a sparkle song. Like, bro, shut up right now, please. <laughs> a little, not too much. <laughs> like, they be loving it more than me. It's crazy. No, man, that's 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 cool though. It's cool that you're humble about it, but that's also to me, it's super cool that you know you had something and it's and you I guess it kind of went viral before like social media was really going viral. You know what I mean? Like social media yeah. existed in 2014, but it wasn't until like 2018, 19 that social media really started to pick up to like push things viral. The and then yeah. TikTok came around, so TikTok could make things viral pretty quick for content creators. But like you were yeah. it shows that it was a pretty cool thing that caught on, you know, within that sphere, you know, the hip hop slash football slash whatever, like that that sphere. Life. Yeah, <laughs> just life going through life that you need you gotta squabble through life. You gotta keep running like temple run, like you gotta keep going. You got to get through it. You got to squabble through somehow. You got to stay happy and stay pushing forward. Don't let everything just burden on you. Fight back like you can. It's, it's okay. It's okay to do it in a cool way, too. You don't got to, you know what I'm saying, do the, the bad things in life to be cool. Like, you can, you know what I'm saying, there's other ways to be cool. You, you can fight with just by dancing. You don't need to be putting hands on somebody. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. You don't really got to fight them. I'm not saying squabble them. I'm saying y'all have a friendly fight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's so cool, man. That's so cool. Yeah. Like, so that's, that's better. No, I love it, man. I, I want to ask yeah. you, so with with the, so you mentioned rapping too. So are, are you an artist right now that's also, you know, putting out? Yeah. Okay, so do you have anything like on Spotify or YouTube, anything, uh, CDs, anything? Uh, 
really yeah, I got, I got a few. I mean, I got a few things. It's not on all platforms yet, but I got a few music videos out. You can check them on my page at Cheetah Going Lead. You can um check, you know, go down to, you know, you can kind of see the beginning of my page when I first started rapping compared to now. You know what I'm saying? I do a, I do a lot, though. I don't just rap. Like, I manage other artists, too, because obviously I have a lot of connections to people I know. And if I don't want to rap, I know people that's good as hell in rapping. They just need to be in these rooms that I could put them in. So I'm also managed. Um, also direct behind the scenes the video, like direct videos. Uh, I kind of do a lot, everything with it. Like I'm, I'm learning, I know how to make beats. I'm learning how to engineer. I'm just learning everything about it. It's like kind of getting your skill set up before starting to play. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I, no. I can, I can easily play. All my friends think I'm the best rapper because we've been rapping since we was seven, eight years old. So <clears throat> it's nothing new, but and I'm I'm more confident than a lot of my friends, just off the strength of just who I am. So yeah, I, I'll, I'll be rapping for sure. Oh, I love it, man! I love it. Now, real talk: is uh, Snoop Dogg a better rapper or football coach? Oh shit! <laughs> oh, that's a great question. Because it, it's like the things he do, do as a coach is it's up there with. You know, with that, this is that deserves platinum plats too. You know what I'm saying? That deserves Grammy nominations too for best coach. You don't gotta be uh, the the best coach to everybody in the world, but for me, what I I think I think it is it go hand in hand to me. But I mean, obviously, everybody is say rapper, but the things I've seen him do as a coach and just as a real person. When you take away the rapping or take away that Snoop Dogg or take away the movies and damn, he was really with Death Row and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I ain't never had a, a weird moment with him and he made me feel like this, I'm Snoop Dogg and I'm your coach and you know what I'm saying? Like he he's yeah. so down to earth. Like he, he you know what I'm saying? The, the first day he coached me, that was probably the last day that I was like, Snoop Dogg really my coach. You know, like that was the last day I was really telling my friends at school, like, I went to practice in Snoop Dogg with the coach last night. Like, it's going up. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was the last day I felt weird about anything because he was so real down to earth. Like, he told me one play, like, cheetah. Like, cause I played against Snoop. So Snoop came to get me to be on his all-star team. So when I'm on his all-star team, then he paid me to start running back. I'm like, oh, you choosing me over players that's on your team to start? Like we got you got John Ross right here, the fastest forty time ever. Like, but you want me to ground and pound it out? Like, really? You like, yeah, you start running back. All right, go in there and tell the co uh, the quarterback, get loose, twenty two Jenny Juice special. I'm like, he just said a whole rap lyric and that's the play call. Like <laughs> it was dope as hell. I'm running back into the huddle, like Jenny Juice get loose twenty two special to me. You know, like you getting it, all right. You got to come around, double reverse, triple reverse. Like it was some crazy shit. I was like, yeah, he hard, he hard for sure. <laughs> and, he, and he got your back. He got your back, like, like to the death. He on some Nick Saban shit, like you know what I'm saying? He, he called. So I'll say a coach. Yeah. Not yeah. taking away from his music because obviously you know he's crazy with the music. That's obvious, plain sight to see. But this is the side that they don't see. That's why I always shout him out. Like, damn, he didn't put yeah. me in commercials and episodes of VH1 and shit. We didn't even know it was recording and everything felt natural. It never was weird. Never Man. was weird. That's so cool. See, like one day, maybe who knows, like maybe I can get him on the show to talk about the sports side of him. Because like you said, like yeah. I, grew up, I listened to him all the time as a rapper. Um, I knew mm -hmm. all the music, but it wasn't until like probably in the last five years to Quan that I actually kind of realized that he was in the sports world pretty heavily actually. And he's good Super at it. Heavy. That'd be so sick. Cause like, that's the cool story yeah. I want to hear. Like when you just shared that, that's cool. I hope people listen to that and re rewind it and listen again, because yeah. like, oh, Snoop Dogg, the same Snoop Dogg. Like is that same guy? That's probably what people are thinking. They're like, hold on a second. Did we just, he had, a, he had a whole football league. Like I swear, like all the players, that's, 
damn near somewhere. It's probably a Snoop League player on every team in the NFL. So imagine our competition growing up. Every game is like we have all our teams is like the NFL. You have the Long Beach Browns. Uh, you have the Pomona Steelers. You have the L.A. Eastside Packers, like the Green Bay Packers. You know what I'm saying? Like it was. Yeah. Uh, you got the Ravens. You got the. You know what I'm saying? Every the Patriots, Long Beach Patriots. Like he's like he 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 knew what he was doing. Like I, I think like he was definitely smart for the way he did that league because we already felt like we was in the NFL as kids. Especially when you make the All Star team. Oh yeah, he draping you down, fitted down, uh, high top converse with the. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We dressed up like him going to be coming on game day. Like, what? Chuck song? We were swagging <laughs> up. The Chargers. We had all the Raiders. So it was like, you know what I'm saying? Think like my main person I used to, like my rival clash used to be John Ross. We was, uh, like when we play each other, you already know it's going to be sold out. Like, Ross, fast as hell. You know, he hitting that outside. I'm going to have to go catch him. And then with me, I am was more power, thunder, you know, like a Lindell White type running back. I'm running through shit. So it was like, you know, we had lightning like Reggie Bush and Lindell. Once we got on the same all-star team, it was like that. And it was oh, cool. Man. All of yeah. us still cool to this day. Like, all of us would start off as we all playing against each other. Then, like, shit, they sent us home and they was going to the championship. But Snoop still like, hey. Don't trip, don't cry. You coming to Florida with us. Don't even trip. I'm like, and then shit, three weeks later, I get a, a fucking mail. That's how you know it wasn't social media back then. I'm getting mail like, oh, you've been invited to the, the get, get ready. You have a flight. Here's your flight. We go to the airport this time. I'm like, me and my family just like, what the hell? Like, this is crazy. And, and Snoop, know how to, he, know how to, he got a weird way of making you feel special. Just like Mike Leach. Yeah, dude. It seems like you've had some really cool coaches and mentors, man. Like, yeah. what an opportunity, man. It's cool. But now now you're writing your own story, and you have the opportunity to do that for other people, too. So, Cheetah, with with uh, wrapping up the interview, I kind of want to know, like, you're, you're working on these skill sets. You know, you're, you're, you're rapping, you're producing, you're directing. Like, you're doing a lot of stuff. So what should we expect to see from the Quan Cheetah Brown in the next three years, like if you had a goal in mind, I know you're probably going to be living for the moment, but you're working on some things. So if I were to say, hey, three years from now, where should we expect to see you, man? Oh, man. Shit. The way it's moving right now, I can't call it other nothing else but being wealthy, being, being you know, probably start a family by then. It's the little things about, for me that I want to do in life, but I need the funds for it. And that's why I'm working towards it. So. I can see myself probably number one, starting a family, stop messing around with all these, you know what I'm saying? These other, you know, finding yeah. my one, finding my one like partner in life, two, being wealthy, being happy, you know what I'm saying? Um, expanding a lot of the things I'm doing right now. A lot of things I've, I've done, a lot of people haven't done. So it's like, I'm always thinking, like, what's next? What's next? What could I do? Like, all my old goals, I didn't. I, I already completed them. So it's like, um, really, I, I say, you know, well off somewhere. That's a long time, too. Things could happen in a week, a month. Oh, yeah. It's like, I already, I'm on, I got my dance on Madden. I own my own, my master's royalties, to everything I'm doing. So it's all money in straight to me. So it's going to be a lot of money coming in for sure. Um, I'm, I'm about to be on Fortnite. I got the Super, the Super Bowl weekend coming up. I got to go to a bunch of uh, seminars and things that they want me to be involved in. A uh, bunch of performances coming up. So I just, I just, I just see it just, just getting better. Like I just see everything getting better. It's been a long time, like since I felt like this. Like probably in my life, I've never felt like this. So running with this momentum right now, it's like damn, I'm like Sonic. Like I'm going straight to the coins right now. It's like that's like you know I me. Mean? That's everything what I'm doing right now. So I can't see myself being like I just want to stop doing this and live regular again. Like nah, we had too many years of 
you know, struggling. So I definitely see myself being, you know, having a family, being happy, being wealthy, and taking all these things I'm doing right now and creating more opportunities for my city, creating more opportunities for the youth, for um, people who deserve chances, you know what I'm saying? Opening up and starting different, you know, things in the community that could, you know, push us forward and make us one of the top cities in the world, because we already is, but I want to have my hand in it. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing I learned from Nipsey. Like, that's one thing I live for, you know what I'm saying, is to inspire people, to, you know, motivate, motivate people and, like, push people. Like, I have a thing I say, like, if if, I, if you hang around me, I'm going to have a weird way of making you believe in yourself, that you could do it. Like, hold on. That's all it takes? It's all they be taking some people is some people to tell people you believe in them. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got their back or you're not in this alone or I've been through that before too. You know, not necessarily saying I feel you exactly what you're going through, but no, like, I'm here with you as you go through this type, you know what I'm saying, as you go through things in life. So I feel like just <clears throat> creating more avenues towards that, you know what I'm saying? and. See, I don't. I never know what I could do. Like as far as like the music wise, I can do any. I'm be able to do everything I want to do in the studio. I can record myself. I can record. I can put people on. You know what I'm saying? Everybody gonna want to come to a studio that I'm at. I know how to make beats. You know what I'm saying? I know how to network with people that would. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, this has been crazy for me, man. I've been just blessed by God to be in these kind of shoes, even though it is, it's not hard to be, it's not, it's not, I mean, it's not easy to be me, but it, it's, it's, everything is lining up where it's supposed to be three years. That's a good enough time for me to, everything and what I just said, I believe I can do that for sure. Oh yeah. And I totally believe it's going to happen too. This is the one thing I tell people, you know, uh, it, like it takes belief in yourself, one, which you have, uh, and two, and then it takes action, which you're doing. And that's how you start the momentum mm -hmm. to roll. Like once you start, and I think a lot of people have it in them, you know, to do something that they want to do, but they just don't act. They don't, they don't yeah. act on it because they're scared of failure. Once you act and you start to get a little bit of momentum, the failures that come along the way, they don't affect you as much because the ball yeah. keeps rolling. Like, okay, well, on to the next thing. Or I bounce off of that and I learn from it and you just keep mo moving. And that's what I can tell from you as a business owner now and just kind of branding yourself. And I mean, you're talking video games and all sorts of stuff as far as the squabbles concerned. Now that you get, you also got rap and you got producing like there's so Music much videos, everything I've been doing. Like every day or something like I just was in the studio last night to like four, from like eight to four working hard as fuck. Uh, uh, earlier that day, just had another interview. Uh, the day before I just had to do a whole dancing um, friends giving music video with the squabble and all that. Everybody got on the squabble shirts. I'm walking into some crazy shit. Like, what the hell? Like, this is all for me? Doing that. Um, other business meetings, setting up uh, dates in the future. I got to do this on the 4th with Snoop Dogg. Then I got to do this on the 16th. Turn around. I got to do this with Bino. Now I got to do this with 310 Baby. It's just like all my attention right now is where it needs to be focused on for me to accomplish them goals in that three years for sure. That's so it's like, that should be tiring as hell though. I'm telling you, it's always, you know, it's always going to be something that you'd be like, so what's the, so what's the catch to this? No sleep, no sleep. Um, um, always having to damn near door dash some food. Member on like, they should have like a gold card for uh DoorDash or Uber Eats exactly. or whatever. <laughs> Uh, having an Uber random time, anytime, just doing shit. Um, less time spent like with the females, you know what I'm saying? Is more time focused on myself. Like, damn, there's a lot of stuff that that used to be I used to be doing. I can't do that shit no more. For sure. Yeah, but it's a different uh, chapter of your life, and that's that's all. That's part of the growth, right? Like you, you got sacrifices you make as you as you're building something, and there's that's that's this chapter of your life, and then eventually there will be another chapter of your life. You'll build this out, and you'll be able to scale it, and you'll be able to do those. But it's cool to watch. Mm -hmm. like, I know you the last forty five minutes talking about you know athletic journey, business journey, and just like how it's continuing to grow. That's exciting, man. It's actually really really motivating, and I want to know like as we wrap it up, 
Daquan, where where can we find you? I've got your Instagram channel at Cheetah Going League on Instagram. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that in the description here. Um, but is there any other social media channels? Is there? Do you sell any? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't got no other. Oh, I got TikTok. It's the same thing. Cheetah Going League on TikTok. This is just like Instagram. Um, I got some merch coming out because I'm doing a collab with um, Pro Club and New Era, the the fitted caps. So I'm gonna be some having some hats, some um, Dorsey hats, like from my high school. Some Dorsey hats, like you know, what I'm saying with the little cheetah logo. However, I'm about to do it. I got that set up with the um, teacher man how to squabble shirts um, from um, with the little dude from Snowfall. I forgot his name. The dude from Snow Franklin. I'm gonna have him picture of him on the front with the teacher man how to squabble on the back. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna so be selling those coming out when we come, when I come out with the real model that I want. I already seen and tested out of, you know what I'm saying? People like it. I done gave it to a few people. Like I didn't have private chefs come over and cook and shit. And you know, I gave them merch. They like it. Like, oh shit. gave some people at ESPN when I went to their headquarters, gave them shirts. Gave Kendrick Perkins his shirt for his birthday. <laughs> it was his birthday. It was his birthday when I went. And they was I was and they told me that was his birthday. So I'm like, let me go back to the car real quick. I got something for you. I know you can't fit a large, but you can give it to somebody. <laughs> 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 it's been it's, everything just going how it's supposed to go, but that's for sure coming out. I got some merch coming out for sure. Uh, more music coming out. More artists I'm gonna be producing and putting on, and y'all gonna see them um blossom like a few of them is doing right now so i don't know i'm just trying to keep working and staying humble and you know keep putting god first so i can get you know change my whole family perspective they depending on me yes sir man you know they, yeah. there's a there's a quote out there i'll say this as we as we end it is there's a quote about a transcendent a transcendent character in each family like there's always the one that can completely change an entire family's like trajectory forever. And uh, I know a guy named Ed Milet. He spoke about it on stage at one of the events I was at. He's talking about that. He's like, I am the one. He's like, I'm the one who changed my entire family's trajectory because, you know, we were we made it by. We made it by. But I decided I was going to do something different. And so the rest of my family from here on out, our entire heritage, it'll be changed forever. And it sounds like that's yeah. exactly what you're doing too. So I'm looking forward to seeing yeah, you know, how, you, how you switch things up and how you continue to build. I'm going to put this here in the description. I want to encourage all the listeners today that have tuned in, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know something that you yeah. like. I, I would love to, I would love to hear from you guys. And again, I just want to say thank you, Cheetah, for uh, yes, bubble. and uh, we'll be coming to you guys next week with another interview. Take care. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.